News Talk ZB and the New Zealand Herald present Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, demystifying your finances. Welcome to Cooking the Books. I'm Francis Cook. Retiring decades early in your 30s, 40s, or 50s sounds like something a millionaire would do. And yes, it helps to have a big stack of cash to get there, but you don't have to be earning millions in order to do it. That's the argument of the people who follow the FIRE movement, also known as financial independence, retire early. The idea behind it is relatively simple. You work out how much you spend in a year to stay alive. You save and invest until you have 25 times that much. Once you hit the goal, you retire, and you only withdraw 4% of your investments per year. If you've invested well, that should be a safe amount to pull out for decades to come. To help get there, the fire crowd is a big fan of frugal living. It's a double whammy, because of course, cutting back to basics means you can save and invest more money. It also means you need less to hit your 25 times goal, as you've downsized the lifestyle you'll want to pay for. So okay, how achievable is this for normal people? And how long will it take? Let's talk to someone who's given it a crack. News Talk ZB presents Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, boosting your business confidence. I'm joined now by Nick Carr from Your Money Blueprint. Now, we'll start off, we'll talk about fire more generally, and then we'll get into your story, because I think you've got such an interesting story. For the financial independence, early retirement movement, what does that mean to you? And what are the techniques that you think are important for getting there? Yeah, hi, Francis. Um, the fire in generally means having enough money so that you never have to work again. Um, I'm starting to change my own personal opinion on what that actually means, though. I I feel like there's a lot of people in the community that once they actually do have enough money, they continue working in some capacity anyway. So, and it's quite obvious, and it's important to remember that in retirement, it's important to find meaning and purpose in your, in your life and for a lot of people that that involves some some kind of work um the difference is though that it's work you you want to be doing you're not necessarily doing for the money so if you want to take on a lower stress or a lower paying job maybe that's more towards your passions then then you can do that so yeah that's why i'm not not so much a fan of the retire early um part of the fire equation um, but I still think financial independence is extremely important. And that is you're building, building your cash so that you do have enough that you could retire if you wanted to. And it's just through the options that creates. And, and there's so many different degrees of financial independence that I've found as well. Um, in terms of myself, I'd feel like I was financially independent if I had enough just to be able to slow down a little bit and um, just build my investments from a base level without having to add to it any further. And, and even though technically I wouldn't be financially independent, if I was living like I was, that would be close enough. So I don't think we should get too bogged down by the numbers. It's, it's more of a state of being. So if you're living your um, desired lifestyle now and before retirement, then that's a win as far as I'm concerned. As for techniques, um, there's basically three levers that, that you can pull. Um, it's pretty pretty basic in a broad sense, but the difficulty is actually doing it. It's, it requires dedication and a bit of hard work. Um, so unfortunately, there's no no quick um, quick way to riches that I know of anyway. If there is, let me know. 
Um, so yeah, basically the first lever is reducing expenses and that's the uh, lowest hanging fruit for most people. And then you've got increasing income, you can pull that lever. And finally, investing wisely, the difference between your income and expenses. So depending who you are, um, you, can, you can pick a lever or ideally take all three. And the better you can do that, the, the quicker you'll be able to reach financial independence. Um, I prefer the big ones. So for example, we moved houses from a average price, average size house to a entry level house. And that saved us about $20,000 a year just from one, one move. Still in Wellington, so no, no real major sacrifice for us. And just by that one big move means we don't have to worry too much about the smaller stuff and the stuff that's important to us. And um, again, increasing income. I've been pretty much a one company man for the last 16 years. I've, I have had two different jobs, um, one for 10 years and the current one for five years, or almost six. And yeah, that's just been the way I've done it. I just felt comfortable that way. Uh, but my strategy has always been just to try and be the best best employee that there is there. Um, you know, work when everyone else is slacking off. Um, find out what your boss's pain points are and try and eliminate those. Um, things like that have really helped me out, um, get promotions and earn bonuses, things like that. Um, but another way to go about that is to job hop. You know, there's been studies done that have shown that people who are prepared to move to other employers um, end up getting paid more than if they what if they stayed at their current employer? So um, that's definitely a way to go as well. And um, now with the side gig economy, if you've got the time, um, then yeah, you can easily get second jobs nowadays um, if you really do need to increase your income and you're not a fan of decreasing expenses. And as for investing, um, what's worked for me has been the um, broadly diversified index funds. It's quite um, shocking really that only about 20% of active managers can outperform the market over the long term. And you know, they're being paid really good money to do that. So it's, yeah, I mean, what other, what other place can you get the cheapest product and still have the best product 80% of the time? It's, it's kind of all backwards. So, I mean, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, everyone should be taking advantage of that. Um, the other strategies I've used have been not so, much, not so much strategies, I guess, but just um, methods. Um, I'm a pretty big goal setter, so every year I'll set um, set goals to achieve, and that's quite motivating, you know, ticking, ticking them off. It keeps you on track. And even if you don't meet a goal, which happens quite frequently for me, it's at least you've, you've still come a long way, you know, it's, it's better than nothing. Um, tracking my uh, net worth as well every quarter, sometimes every month. Um, depends how well the market's done. If it's done poorly, I, I won't look at it that month. But um, yeah, frequently checking that it has really um, helped the motivation as well. So if you look back, you know, two or three years, you'll see how far you've come and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's interesting what you say about the, um, the financial independence part of it being so much more important to you now than the retire early. Because I really think that ends up being key for a lot of people and you can find these techniques that will help you get ahead. And the issue is often mindset for people. Do you feel that way? Because when I had you on the show before and you talked about retiring at 45, that's changed for you now, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Um, I mean, we would still be on track if we still had the same plan, but yeah, our plans have changed now. Uh, very recently, actually. We've taken decided to take on the 
pretty much ultimate indulgence really and um, we're looking to build a passive home in the next um, three years or so which is <laughs> I guess far beyond what I actually just said about reducing the cost of housing it's quite the opposite in fact um, but the important thing is it's, it's a deliberate decision for us and it's only been made possible by the last what will be about eight years or so of, of living in the lower cost house um, mortgage free and um, we basically want to live our financially independent life in the next few years instead of working at a job which isn't really my passion for another 10 years in a location that's probably not our ideal. So, um, yeah, it's us. That's so true. I feel like you are really focusing on leveraging the financial independence that you've built already in order to build your ideal life. Do you think that would be fair? And I think that the early retirement for a lot of people, that's part of their ideal life. But if leaving work entirely isn't part of your ideal life, I mean, why should you be bound to that? Do you think that's fair? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, none of this would be possible if I hadn't spent the last you know, five years or so um, down down this path of saving 50%. Um, it's... Yeah, it's been really fantastic. Uh, just um, for us, it's just not sustainable for another another twelve years. Um, yeah, just uh, plans change, things change. So it's um, yeah, and that's what I was talking about earlier with the different levels of financial independence as well. We're you know not we're probably only halfway to traditional financial independence, maybe slightly further, but the amount we have has given us the options that we we need, and has given us the confidence to make bolder decisions for sure. Yeah. And yeah, let's talk about that for a second, because you do, you save currently 50% of your income um, and you have paid off your house, you've downsized. Um, so if you're moving into this passive house that you are wanting to build, which sounds amazing, um, I imagine once you've built it, um, that would have low costs due to being passive um, and if you're working part-time, I mean, how might that work in terms of how much you could save, how much you could invest? How will this change your financial strategies? Yeah, it was interesting. I think um, we're probably going to have to be a bit less aggressive with our investments, so look more towards um, shorter-term investments such as bonds. But um, basically, probably going to only earn enough to cover our expenses, so uh, because we've managed to reduce our expenses, that's not that higher level. And the money we've got built up um, will be able to just um, continue building thanks to compound interest without any additional um, contributions from ourselves. So um, that, that's the plan. We'll probably make no extra contributions, but just to earn enough to cover our expenses. Fascinating, because I do, I mean, I follow a lot of the debates from people who are either working towards fire or have managed to achieve fire and it is this ongoing big debate over how frugally you should live now and how much you should stick to the plan hardcore versus trying to enjoy life now and what it means for you to have built a life that is your ideal life. How did you work your way through these issues over the last couple of years and, and land here? Yeah, well, obviously we're still changing our minds now, so it's a constant um, it's constant target that's always moving. And um, at the time when we started off, that's, um, we basically just looked at our 
expenses for the first time and, and saw some pretty big expenses in certain categories that we weren't happy with and it didn't really align with um, stuff that we thought too strongly about. So that, that would be my first step. Look over your annual expenses, um, rank them from importance, from most important to least important, and anything that you're spending a lot of money on that's not very important to you at the time for us, that was housing, then just look to chop that down as much as you can and then it's not really that much of a sacrifice, if any. Um, in fact, you know, once you start reducing a few things and start to become a bit more grateful for what you have and um, that eliminates the need of, you know, having more, you're happy, um, you spend less as a side benefit, but yeah, you actually, you lose that desire for more. Otherwise, you're constantly chasing more and more and it's, um, you're never going to win that game. Mm. Yeah, I think that's that's dead right. And what sort of things did change your mind on this? Because I know that, of course, you're a family man. Um, was that part of what influenced your decision? Did you want to spend more time with family? Is it spending more time on hobbies? What sort of things pushed you towards a slight change of heart? Yeah, um, it's a combination of everything. I've, um, you know, I've, I guess I've always wanted, um, well, not always, but re recently anyway, in the next five years, I've wanted to be in the financial advice industry. So, um, yeah, I'd like to do that in my spare time. And it's been kick-started even further um, due to having a family as well, um, just spending time with our daughter at the moment. It's, um, you know, very enjoyable just um, seeing her learn and, and saying new words that, you know, you've been saying, which um, we've been pretty good with the words we've been saying, luckily. But, um, yeah, just things like that. And, um, you know, I want to be there for when... Um, when she's at school, you know, be active in her schooling, things like that. Um, it's, it's a massive part for us. And there's actually um, some data that says that you spend 90% of your time with your kids in your first 18 years. Of course, it's only an average, but it's quite a scary stat that you're only going to spend another 10% of your child's life after the age of 18. And that's a lot of people don't retire until their kids are after 18. And that's that's kind of the wrong way to go about it, I think. I think it's better to have the time earlier while they're young and then work later if you want to so um yeah kids has been a massive part for us when would you like to put in this plan to go part-time and, and build this house is this quite soon yeah fairly soon i guess um we're looking probably around the start of 2023 so another another three three years or so yep wow okay so to recap it and um check that I've got all this right. So it sounds like you're still very interested in frugal living and only living the life you need rather than the life that could be driven by wants. Um, and then monitoring your investments for sure, but earning less and still saving, but not saving as hard. Would that be sort of about right? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much correct. We've, we've just come to the conclusion. We've run all our numbers, um, yeah, hundreds of times, and, and we're happy with the level we're at. And I think there becomes a point where we've just decided this is our enough point. And once you start reaching a certain age, time is the more important consideration. You know, when you're younger, you're working your way up. Uh, money Money's fairly important. Um, but, yeah, as, as you get older, then money becomes less and less important and, and time is, is is far more important. So we've come to the conclusion that, you know, 
you can't keep chasing more. We can't anyway in our situation and, and to be happy with enough and to design your life around that. So that's what we're doing. I've always seen the FIRE movement as a way to build up your independence and to figure out your money so that you can buy back your time. It sounds like you've taken that and decided this is the way I want to buy back my time. Yeah, exactly. And originally I was obsessed with the the FIRE number, you know, I, I must have 25 times expenses. And you know, for a lot of people, that, that can take 15, 25 years, even a lifetime, and it, it, it is a long time. And, um, you know, I was all gung-ho at the beginning, um, saying this is how it's going to happen. But, yeah, things things have changed. And um, yeah. yeah, I think that's really great. And I think having that flexibility to be realistic is really important. So if someone else was considering the FIRE movement um, and at the very least wanting to find financial independence but considering the early retirement as well, what would be your biggest piece of advice for them to figure out what they wanted and how to achieve it? Um, number one, probably check out my website, but um, all joking aside, um, probably just investigate it a bit further before dismissing it. Um, Realise that there is more than one path to financial independence. Um, if you don't like cutting all your expenses, you know, go down the increasing income path or maybe the investing in real estate. Um, or if you're having trouble increasing your income, then, you know, look at reducing your expenses. Um, you know, or, or instead of going all the way to 25 times expenses, um, do something similar to what I'm doing and, and you know, look to go part-time at some stage. You, you don't, you know, there's a lot of options. There's different levels of independence. So just, um, yeah, just get started. And the other thing is there's often a, people look at the big picture and think, oh, that's a lot of money. I, I'll never be able to do that. But, um, you know, people often overestimate what they can achieve in a day or a week, um, but they severely underestimate what they achieve in five years. And that's all due to basically our underestimation of our own ability and also the fact that compounding as well has a has a really powerful effect in, in your finances too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think you're dead right on that. And that the power of time is the best thing you will ever have up your sleeve. So thank you very much. That's Nick Carr from Your Money Blueprint. Um, and do check out his website. He has heaps of tips and tricks and he also blogs on these topics really regularly. So that's yourmoneyblueprint.co.nz. Now, if you have a question about money, this topic, any others, also property, you can also get in touch with me. You can find me on Facebook, Francis Cook Journalist, Twitter, Francis Cook, Instagram, Francis Cook NZ. Just pick your favorite, send me your questions. Let's do a future podcast on it. You can also subscribe to this podcast. You can listen to old episodes. You can stay in touch for new episodes. Whatever you'd like, we are on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the rest. Until next time, have a great day. And that's Francis cooking up your business confidence for another week on News Talk ZB.